they would have me buy like this huge kit of stuff that you needed for the home births. And in that kit, they would include a birth uh, certificate, like just like a one paper thing, and they can put your footprints on. And then they would also bring paperwork. So like they would fill out the official birth or excuse me, birth certificate paper and fill that out and you'd fill the rest out and send it in. Same with the social security. I think they brought the paperwork, but they like we had to send it out. It's not like, you know, the hospital, they you, they send everything out for you after you fill it out. But the good thing about that is for me, it's like I didn't like to fill it out so quickly, like in the hospital. It's like, like all this stuff, like I send it off. But like at home, it's not like a huge priority. You just kind of like do it when you can and try to get it out within six weeks or so. Hello, it's Layla, your mom friend, welcoming you to this week's episode of the Learning to Mom podcast. Here, I give you the scoop on all things pregnancy and birth, and I ask experts all of your gazillion first-time mom questions, from inductions to pelvic floor to C-section recovery. Let's dive into this week's episode. Hi, Jessica. Thanks so much for coming on today. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited about this. <laughs> well, I am so excited about it because I, I know I told you earlier, but like these are questions that I genuinely have questions about. These are like my questions. So I'm mm-hmm. pumped. Before we kind of get into all uh, all about home births, do you mind just kind of giving our listeners an intro to who you are, what you do? Sure. Um, so like she said, my name is Jessica. I have four kids and I'm a stay-at-home mom right now, but I, I taught for about three and a half years. I did that and then now I'm, I'm at home doing a mom thing and, and jumped like right into the online business <laughs> with blogging. And yeah, it's just like it, so stuff happens so fast and you just kind of yeah. have to go with it. And Well, you say you make it sound like your blog is like this little thing. Guys, no, <laughs> her blog is like very official and has like <laughs> ads and banners and like printables that you can collect. Like it's legit. She's just being humble. Mm. Um, I've learned a lot from your blog, so I, I would recommend it to you all listening. Curious to know. I know we're just kind of like jumping right into things. I, I want to know all about your home births. So, <laughs> so I guess the whole reason to begin with, I mean, I had two hospital births a year apart. Um, so my son was born in 2016. My daughter was born in 2017. And I think by that time I was like, okay, like you know, I've always wanted to do a home birth. Like, why not try it? Like these first two were fairly, you know, there was, I didn't use intervention at all. I didn't, I didn't ever get an epidural. I wanted to do it all like without, I, like, I, I know I can do this. I'm going to do this. But the only thing with the, with the hospital birth was like, I was sitting in a bed laboring and they monitored you. Yeah. And like, that was not how I envisioned it. There was no like birthing ball to sit on, or you couldn't like walk around and get in the best position, like for your labor. And I was like, Hey, I just, I think, I think we should do a home birth. Like you know, we got pregnant, like six months later with our third. Um, and my husband was kind of like, I'm, I'm not quite sure about that. Like, I'm just, I'm a little nervous, you know? I was like, yeah, I can do this. We, yeah. We just like, as we got pregnant, I just started researching like midwives in my area and okay. I, I called a couple of them up that were close-ish, um, <laughs> called them up and I asked if I could interview them. So I went and like interviewed them. I had this like four pages full of questions. It's so um, good. And I just like, you know, these are, this is like my burning questions. This is what I need to know. And I went and asked them and I felt really comfortable with one of the midwives and we decided to go with her. So for the first birth, um, it was very like, 
it wasn't simple, but it was very, it was very different because I was at home, but he, um, he gave me like six days of false labor. So I was like in and out of labor or what I thought was labor, you know, for six days before he actually was like, okay, I'm going to come out now, mom. So I just remember being exhausted that first one because I just, I wasn't like, I wasn't okay with the fact that, okay, there might be false labor. Um, and that really hadn't happened with the other two so much. So I wasn't quite expecting that. But when he did start to go into labor, I think what happened was the night before he was born, they came and checked me and I was dilated like a four or something. And then they're like, you really just need to sleep. And so she gave me like literally some sleeping pills. And so she's like, go sleep. And so I slept the entire day. And then at like nine o'clock that night or 930 or something, um, I started having contractions, like really strong contractions. Okay. And five hours later, okay, like this this kid came out quick. <laughs> so five hours later. So it happens on kid number three. Uh, it could be. It could be. <laughs> but it was like he teased me for so long. Oh, and, yeah. And then, it, and then it was like, boom. Because like those were the most intense contractions I'd ever had. And I, I really wanted to um, – I really wanted to like be more free with my, with my movements. And I was, Mm -hmm. but I think at the end, I literally was just so tired because the contractions were coming so strong and so quickly. I had to just like lay on my back. Like I would have in the hospital anyway. Like I was just like propped up like on my back. And I was like, I can't, like, I just had to like keep pushing. And I'm like, I can't, (laughs) I was so worn out, but I don't know if I didn't eat enough or didn't drink enough, or if it was just like the intensity. Probably just the six days. Yeah. And that too, just like having the, um, exhaustion kind of come over. Yeah. Like, but the cool part about number three is I never broke my water and he came out in call and completely in his sack and the midwife had to break his sack open. It was so strange, but it was super cool. And then I remember him screaming for like five minutes after that. I was like, why did you take me out? (laughs) Whoa. Yeah. But I got to like see that like right there, you know, it's like right there in front of me. And yeah, so it was just really cool because, you know, in the hospital, you're like propped up and you like can't see anything. Yeah. right? And yeah, they probably can... would have done it like right away. Maybe not yes. even like getting you involved. Yes. Did they like break it in the tub or something? Nope. No, I like I we just like put stuff down on our bed and they just like did it right there on the bed. I mean, they had like, you know, absorbent pads underneath and stuff okay. to catch all the all the fluid but wow yeah dang okay so then baby number <laughs> was, four yeah so baby number four was I was a lot more chill for you know I'd done this before um the only thing was I switched from midwife to birth center and like I have another mm. story about that but uh that happened actually with baby number three but like in the last three weeks so I was in the birth center and there's like two or three midwives there plus like helpers um, so you never know who's going to show up at your birth, but you know, it's somebody from the birth center. Um, yeah. and I had a little bit of pre-labor with him too. Um, but it was more of like just the night before where I kind of felt like I was getting ready to gearing up and then they came and they checked me and like, yeah, you probably should just go rest for the whole day. So I kind of did that again. <laughs> and then that night at four thirty, five o'clock ish, I could tell like stuff was cooking up and I like, you know, I just hopped in the shower and just like stood there for 20 minutes and then, you know, got out and the the midwives are like an hour and a half away. So they get there, you know, later, but you try to call them early so they can get there on time. Um, and then, yeah, like that was only like a five hour labor as well. Cause he was, he was born right like a little after nine o'clock at night, but that wow. one was so much different in the fact that 
I was so much calmer. Like I was really, um, like I was really good at breathing. I was really good at just like letting the pain happen rather than fighting it. Um, I was, I knew exactly what to tell my husband, like, Hey, you need to push on my hips like right now because they're killing me. You know, just like, I was really good about communicating and Is that, like knowing, do you think yeah, you, just knowing. is that because you think like you were on kid number four or had you really educated yourself at that point? What do you think that difference was? I think it was more kid number four, but I Okay. also will say that like going through a midwife and a birth center, like I received so much more education about my body and about nutrients and about how to like Mm. handle myself than that I, the, the, the doctor's office has time for, you know what I mean? Like, Yeah, like they just don't that's, have, they don't have the time for that. And like, when yeah. you go to a midwife, you have a meeting for an hour, like you sit down with her for an Yeah. hour and she asks you like, how are you mentally? How are you emotionally? How is everything Mm hmm physically, you know, and like they, they go through everything and, but they still do like the necessary stuff, you know, the labs and the blood work and the, 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 you know, the sonograms and stuff like that. So you're still getting the like, same care, Right. but it's like extra care because it's like, you know, they really want to make sure that you are like, doing good, like all around. And then that was like, Yeah. that was a huge game changer as well for You me. feel more cared for than even you doing it through the hospital. I think Right. this is so like good for me because I'm definitely one of those women that like would never have a home birth. So this is so fascinating. Did want to ask you, um, so specifically with birth number three, the home birth, did you like still go to an OBGYN for those ultrasounds? Was all of that through the midwife? Yeah, the midwife ordered them out. So I went to like a separate center who like, Interesting. who did just like ultrasounds, you know, or like they did Okay. just kind of like the, Interesting. the places that do x-rays and stuff. They also did like sonograms and, and ultrasound. Yeah. Um, Then so do they like send that to your midwife yes. or are they the ones sitting down with you and like, baby looks good? No, no. Yeah. Okay. They would send it to the midwife, all like the reports and everything. And they would print a few pictures off for me, but she would also get all the pictures. And so Okay. Um, yeah, I did that with both births. I had to go to two different locations because I had different people and stuff, but um, not a big deal. But yeah, it was just like, okay, this is, it was different, but I only really went once. I think I went twice with the first one because we didn't really know like time frame, like what, when he was due, we didn't know because I had no, Wow. I didn't have like, I didn't really have a period between number two and number three. Fair. So I didn't really Yep. know if I was ovulating or not. So, Yep, <laughs> that's fair. you know, yeah. Yeah. Dang. So did you know how many weeks along you were during that, you know, like. Not initially, but we went up and took like a sonogram at like 12 weeks or something, I think. And they figured out Okay. that it was around 12 weeks, but he Okay. did come, he did come like a whole week and a half late, but when he was born, They're they're like, like, so oh, arbitrary. he's measuring like right on time. So Yeah. he could have, he could have been off, but you know, Okay. they can't, they can't make it perfect. So Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what's something that I hear all of the time from boy moms? There's no cute boy clothes. Even Target literally repeats the styles every year for little boys. Your options for baby clothes is either a huge garbage truck on the front or a huge fire truck. Take your pick. Well, let me tell you, that is now a thing of the past because today I'm sharing the incredible news about an incredible boys-only baby and toddler online clothing boutique. Say hello to your new favorite boy store, Bow and Arrows. Bow spelled like the boy name, not the hair accessory. Let me tell you, 
bow and arrows has such cute boy clothes i'm like holy smokes i want a little boy so that i can dress him in these clothes they have affordable trendy current boy clothes that will make your heart swell say goodbye to having to dress your boys in shark and dinosaur t-shirts they carry from newborn to adult sizes and even have cute clothes for mom and dad too. And you, as a Learning to Mom listener, get a special discount code. Use LTM, that's all caps, one zero for 10% off your first order. LTM10, like Learning to Mom, but abbreviated. Head to bowandarrows.com to start dressing your little men the way you actually want them to be dressed. The link is in the episode show notes for your convenience. For women who are considering having a home birth versus a hospital birth versus a birth center, what things should they consider when making that decision? Yeah, so I kind of touched on a little bit already with kind of like the the level of care or the difference in care, I would mm, say. Mm-hmm. You need to ask yourself some questions, I think, before you consider the differences too, is because okay. like, do you want do you want freedom during labor or do you want to be monitored? Now, I know some hospitals are really good about letting you walk around and letting you like sit on birthing balls. Like it just depends on your hospital, honestly, yeah. because, but my hospital was very small and had a very small, um, like OB department and they just didn't have that resources and they didn't have like the personnel to like, you know, here I'll, hug, you know, I had to like walk around like with my IV bag with like with my second yeah. child. And I was like, this is so like cumbersome. You can't walk <laughs> around freely and move around. And it was, so checking out like your specific hospital um, mm-hmm. to see, you know, I guess what kind of birth you're des- desiring. Yeah. First one. Um, I would say like the biggest thing is, is more like, it's like the freedom, like, or do you want to sleep in your own bed or do you want to sleep in someone else's bed? Because sometimes other beds are not comfortable and we all know hospital beds are not comfortable, you know? Um, yeah. You know, meals or no meals. Like you want... Do you want like the care that's going to be there to push the button or do you want to like be able to call your midwife and she'd be there an hour later? Like, so it's kind of difference between like, what do you want and how fast do you want it? I would say, because, mm. um, yeah, I think that's kind of the difference, but in general, I would say birthing at a birth center or at home is going to be more peaceful for you in the long run because you do have that. They give you space. Like they don't, they're not always there checking. Oh, how's the contractions? Oh, how's this? How's your IV? Like, like to me, that was so, it was so hard to like focus on, on labor and birthing and like actually birthing the way I wanted to when I was like being checked up on a lot. Yeah. Um, I don't know. And the hospitals are freezing to me too. And I was like, I don't want to be cold. <laughs> I don't know. There's just so many little things yeah. that add up. But I would also say too, that I, yeah, like it probably depends on your temperament as well. Like if you're a person who's, who's prone to like worrying and prone to like, I really want to be like, make sure that everything's in place. And yeah, I'm really, I want to make sure that I'm going to be cared for like immediately. So I don't have to worry about this and that and other thing. Like that might not be something you want to consider, for me, I'm not like super laid back, but I'm definitely, I'm definitely more of like, I'm not going to like worry about this so much unless it comes up and then I'll figure out what to do about it. Um, and so, and I think my husband is kind of like the warrior. So I think that's why he was more concerned about it than I was. And I was like, Hey, let's do this. It's fun. You know? <laughs> so it just kind of depends on your temperament as well. So 
Yeah. Like it, does that kind of help to kind of give you Yeah, an absolutely. idea between different things? Cause Yes. I, I mean, I, I've only experienced two of those. I haven't experienced a birth at a birth center, but I've seen their rooms and I've like, their rooms have like bathtubs in their rooms. They have like Mm-hmm. huge bathtubs in the bathrooms and they, they have stuff like birthing balls and they're not going to put you on an IV unless it's absolutely necessary. Yeah. And um, so yeah, it, it's like it's more about like less interventions or more interventions. Uh, and I think for me, like I, I didn't want to see section. And so I did like everything possible to not, I know sometimes when you labor for a long time in the hospital, they kind of suggest that That's depend so true. depending on the doctor. I mean, it all depends. Like I'm not, That's I'm how not my like, that's what happened to my mom. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like I'm not like saying like it's all across the board and like every doctor does this, but um, like if you don't talk about it beforehand, it's like, I will not do this. Like a lot of times they just don't, they don't really consider that so much. Yeah. And then you're, you're in the moment and you can't really make that decision. I mean, you can, but like, you don't make a clear decision for yourself. Cause you're like, I just want this baby out of me, you Right. know? <laughs> Right. so, I mean, there was just, it just depends on like, yeah, what you want, your temperament and like where, where you feel comfortable staying. I mean, don't do anything you're not comfortable with, obviously, but like, if you're open for something new and open for a different experience, I would say try the home birth. It's amazing. No, <laughs> I'm totally biased. I'm totally biased. <laughs> yeah. So we talked about prenatal care. Um, I'm curious to know, like, once you deliver the baby, what is the postpartum care? Not only for you, but like, I guess my experience not having any home births and just my experience um, watching movies is like, you're going to the hospital and you have the baby in the car, but you still have to take the baby to the hospital. So if you're Right. a home birth, Yeah. you give like... When's the baby doctor's visits? When do they do the tests? Yeah. So what the midwife and the birth centers covered up to was they would stay until about two hours after birth. They would um, take all of like the, you know, initial vitals and write down all the things. So that was part of it. And they would leave about two hours after birth because they were like, hey, we're done. Like we cleaned up, you know, we'll let you rest with your baby kind of thing. But they do require you to find a pediatrician somewhere and go take, they will do the two day follow up, like the two day, let's come in and check everything. Let's do the hearing test and all those screenings Okay, and that's things like two that. days later. Yes. Like the two day, Okay. which I, most people do it either in the hospital or right after they get out of the hospital, because sometimes you're in there at, you know, for two days and like the doctor just comes and does all that stuff without you usually even like knowing it. Cause you're just hanging out in your room. Okay. Um, or yeah, I, you just go up to the birth center and do your two day like screenings or whatever they do for the baby and then check on you and make sure everything's fine. And then after that, yes, um, my birth center would take like me, they would do me as like OB appointments if I, if I wanted to like through them. Okay. Um, but like the kids, they just recommended to go get a pediatrician and then do your normal, like one month, two months, six month kind of Right. appointments with, with the things that you wanted to check up on or, or do, um, The only thing, other thing was they didn't do like circumcision. So I had two home births and two boys. Oh, Well, I, had, I I had did to call not the hospital. think about that. Yeah. It's like, it wasn't like something that was very fun, but I called the hospital like the day after birth and it was like, they had to schedule a time and it usually was like six days after they were born or longer. Wow. And, and yeah. And so it was just weird, like actually being at the hospital, waiting for them to come out of like that, because before You know, I was in the hospital. They did it like I wasn't even in the room. And what about 
Um, so you have the home birth, then how do you get social security, the birth certificate? How does all of that happen? Yeah. So, th- so the midwives will fill out like a unofficial, like certificate. They would have me buy like this huge kit of stuff that you needed for the home births. And in that kit, they would include a birth uh, certificate, like just like a one paper thing. And they can put your footprints on, um, cause it, they'll do that for you too, after he, after the baby's born. But, um, and then they would also bring paperwork. So like they would fill out the official birth or excuse me, birth certificate paper and fill that out. And you'd fill the rest out and send it in. Um, and then same with the social security. I think they brought the paperwork, but they, like we had to send it out. It's not like, you know, the hospital, they, you, they send everything out for mm-hmm. you after you fill it out. Um, but the good thing about that is for me is like, I didn't like to fill it out so quickly, like in the hospital, it's like, like all this stuff, like I send it off, but like at home, it's not like a huge priority. You just kind of like do it when you can and try to get it out within six weeks or so. Okay. So regarding midwives, what advice would you give to moms, um, who are thinking about hiring a midwife or what questions should moms ask midwives when thinking about working with them? I know you had that like long interview. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I made up a que- list of questions and I think, um, I think you're going to provide that to your listeners. Um, I I have like a, just a free PDF or like a download. Um, and cause I just wanted to share them with other people who yes. are also looking Check for out midwives. the show notes for that. Everybody, um, yeah. Jessica created a really awesome link, um, with kind of all these questions. The one thing that first time pregnant moms don't realize until they actually have their baby is that for the first couple of months of your baby's life, you will pretty much only be putting your baby in pajamas. You're not really leaving the house a whole lot. They sleep all day long anyway, and it's just so much more comfortable for them. So you're gonna be putting them in PJs, which is why choosing the right baby pajamas is crucial, which is why I love PG Dreams, because these are baby PJs that I love and trust. First, they're bamboo pajamas, so hello comfortable and hello long-lasting. Bamboo jammies fit up to three times longer than pajamas made from cotton or other materials. Secondly, they're hypoallergenic and made from organic materials. They don't use harsh dyes or chemicals, which is huge. Mom friend, this is what we're looking for. This is what we want. Another thing that I really love about PG Dreams is that their baby pajamas have double zippers for quick and easy diaper changes. If you've never changed a diaper in the middle of the night before, then you don't know how important this is. Go check out their cute and unique pajama prints for both girls and boys at peachydreamsclothingco.com. And... Get 20% off when you use the code LTM. So the Learning to Mom initials, abbreviated, all caps, LTM. The link is in the episode show notes for your convenience. So questions asked them. I guess the thing is like, because some people ask about tub births versus bed birth. You know, if you want to do this or that, I think that's a lot of people's question, which you can do whatever you want. Um, We decided to do bed births because it just seemed less mess to clean up. I mean, you just like, you know, take your sheets off and throw them away or throw them in the laundry or whatever, and you're done pretty much. Um, uh, for the for the bathtub, like it took a huge like ordeal of setting everything up and 
filling your water inside your house and then like having to figure out how to put the water outside somewhere after you're all done. And so we, we were just kind of like, let's not, let's not even get into the pool thing. Cause you had to rent the pool as well. And it was just a lot of extra. And I mean, I'm sure there's benefits to, to birthing inside of water where it's super, you know, relaxing and warm and whatever. I don't know. I'm, I have a thing about like not sitting in all my stuff either though. <laughs> like, I don't, don't want to sit. <laughs> I don't want to sit in all that coming out. Like after, I'm sure there's benefits and like nutritional and vitamins and all that stuff. But this is so funny because like <laughs> I was never someone up. who would never do a home birth. <laughs> it's just funny to hear that. Like to me, you know, you're like so natural and like even you are like, no, that no. is too far. I'm not. About I have it. a I have a line. This is the line. Cause they always ask you, do you want your placenta encapsulated too? Or like your, you want to keep your placenta? And I was like, no, I don't want that thing in my freezer. Like, come on. <laughs> my question then is, um, I guess how, like, how would one have a successful home birth hmm. either mentally yeah. or physically? Okay. I would say that, um, like physically being with a midwife or birth center, they really help you kind of like my, my midwife is very good about saying, these are the vitamins and supplements you need to be taking. This is how much protein you need to be getting. Like, this is how much, um, Okay. you know, like they were very good about including like the diet and nutrition in there. Um, and like, this is how much sleep and this is how you can get better sleep and just things like that. So I would say physically, like if you are with a midwife or even if you are not like just research, like what is good, like to eat, like eat at least 75 grams of protein a day was a big right. thing. Um, like don't like try to skimp and stuff and like try to, you know, you, obviously you don't want to diet during pregnancy, but so like physically that's the way I would prepare. And then also just like um, with my second home birth, I actually, um, was working out like while I was pregnant, which is something I had never done before, but okay. I was like, Oh, I'll try it. But I did do like a lot of strengthening exercises, lots of stretching during my fourth pregnancy. And that helped a ton when I was like in labor, I was able to like stretch in these really strange ways. I mean, I was just, Mama. I was just very Mama. fluid and moving around Mama. and I was able to have that flexibility, um, for, you know, to get things moving and stuff like that. So that was very helpful, I would say, for physical. Uh, mental, I would say, um, like some people provide like your birth affirmations and stuff, uh, which are very helpful. Uh, but I would say too that like mentally, just don't try to fight against your body like during. That's good. Yeah, because like if you allow the pain, like this, I remember the second time I had the, you know, with my fourth child, I was just like saying like, this pain is good. Like this is getting me one step closer to my baby. Like it's getting closer. Like we're getting there. Like I just kept saying like, pain is good. Pain is good. And I think it helped like kind of relax all my muscles. Though personally, that would be kind of like the personal, how do you get ready for a home birth? But like physically, or like, um, I guess other than like you as your person, it would be just like, yeah, like getting all the towels and stuff ready that they need you to have ready, like, you know, setting your bed up and making sure your bed's ready to go or your tub or whatever you're using. Um, I would say, you know, like, again, like for me, it was having meals in the freezer. So I knew I was ready for yeah. times where I wasn't able to cook, um, you know, stocking up on groceries sometimes, um, 
just little things, which like, thankfully my husband's able to take off like a whole week when this happens. So he's able to be here with the kids and to go get groceries and just like take care of me and, and so I can take care of the baby. So it, it's been very, um, I've been very blessed in that sense, but yeah, did I answer your question? Cause I feel like I kind of like veer a little no, bit. No, that was, that was, <laughs> no, that's really okay. good. Um, okay. Speaking, you did just mention this for a hot second, and I did want to ask that of like, what's the kind of setup that you need to have at home to have a physical or have a physical, have a successful home birth? Okay. Yeah. So we would just buy a plastic sheet and you put that underneath your, like you would, what we did is put our regular sheets on so that they're there ready after the birth and then you put this plastic sheet on over that and then you put an old pair of sheets over the top and that way you can birth on the old sheets and it won't bleed through obviously and then they strip everything off and then like you're on your fresh sheets ready to hmm. you know hang out in your bed so that was like okay. part of it um you would like provide like a big bowl for your placenta you would provide like towels and rags and um you know just just little things they need to have around like kleenexes and um obviously like you know most of us have a bathroom right there so that wasn't a big deal for like water and stuff but I'm trying to think what else like yeah most everything was included in that kit like they had all of the oh awesome so all the, the kit gloves is like a box I was imagining yes. the kit to be like a little envelope oh yeah no 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 yeah they they send you like they had a specific site that said here go here and buy this and it was a big box it had gloves it had like tape measures it had a little little baby hat it had like like everything you needed to have a home birth so that was super easy wow. with the birth center because they would just yeah like give you all the things and like that way when they came they knew all of their stuff that they needed was going to be in there you know and there was oh, like that's so true yeah because like they don't always I'm sure if they didn't do that, that some people would like not get everything or like they wouldn't know where everything was, but in this box, so it's true. like, okay, everything's right there in that box. Like here, you know, whatever you need. And they brought their own stuff, but it wasn't like all of the stuff that they had. So yeah, that, like I said, it wasn't too hard to prepare because they were very good about like, here's the box that you need and it has everything that you need, you know, and then and the rest yeah. like the it's a small setup, you know, it doesn't take very long to put a sheet on your bed after you're going into labor or, um, whatever. So like, it's not, it's not, and I usually would do that like a week before anyway, just to be prepared. So I don't have to worry about it when I'm in labor. So yeah. Yeah. So it's not too bad. And then like, for me personally too, I would just like, uh, do like essential oils and diffuse them and just, you know, some people, I put music on with the second one, like call yeah. me music. So I mean, it just depends on what you want. So yeah. Do you think, actually, this is going to be a two-part question. So maybe I have two more questions. First, <laughs> you've now had four natural births, you know, two in the hospital, two at home, but natural. True. So what I've heard, I, um, I had an epidural and I was also on Pitocin. So like my whole experience was not natural. Mm -hmm. Right. So is pain or is labor painful or uncomfortable? Yes. <laughs> uh, yes. It's it's both like after birth, it was more painful after birth than it was before. Does that make sense? Like in, in your recovery, like it was, yeah, it was just more painful to get like do all the contractions and get rid of all the extra stuff and have all the, like the cramps later and stuff like that. So I would say that was more difficult. Um, because because I wasn't on that constant IV, right, to help me kind of get through that. 
Because after my second birth at the hospital, I, I bounced back. Like, I was up and moving and taking a shower within three hours. Like, I, I, it was just, like, it was that quick and easy that I was just, like, oh, dude, like, this is fine. And then my – so my part B, I guess, of this question <laughs> is labor um, more physically or mentally demanding? Mm, that's a tough one. But I think they go together. Um if you're if you're not mentally prepared for it, I think it can affect how your body physically responds to it. Ooh, that's good. And I think if also too, like if your body's not, I mean, we with your first baby, your body's just not used to birthing, so it does take longer for your body to know what's going on. Um, it does take longer to know how to push and do all those things. Um, so I guess after the first one, it does get a little easier physically. I would say. Um, and maybe also mentally, but just having that physical awareness of what's what's going on, like wh- where am I at in the process, in the labor process, mm-hmm. what's happening, how do I need to be, you know, relaxing or not relaxing or positioning myself in a way to, you know, be able to make things move faster and stuff like that. So a lot of it is just kind of educating yourself and then having the, having the mental to go along with it because we're so we're so mind, body, soul connected that if we don't like it, there's going to be a thought in our brain that if we're like stressed out in our brain, our bodies are going to naturally respond in a stressed way. And so, like I said, it, yeah. it goes together. It goes together. Okay. So. Um, Jessica, thank you so much for coming on today. I wanted to make sure that people knew where they can find you in case that they want to learn more <laughs> or they just want to check out your really awesome Catholic blog. Yeah, so my blog is at uh, www.catholicmom. Oh, sorry, dot catholicmomvibes.com. I do other things on the side too, but mostly I have like you know blog posts and printables, and um, I just released a course about becoming more self-aware as a mom, um, like mentally and spiritually and emotionally. And I don't really, I don't really. Um, social media too much I post on Facebook sometimes my personal account um so if you really want to like hang out with me and like come along with the journey like get on my email list is all I have to say (laughs) because I I, I send emails the best so that would be where you could really find me plus my website so yeah great Mm. well again thank you so much um I learned a lot um this was really eye-opening to me (laughs) um I know I mentioned it before but like I think so much of it broke down a lot of the misconceptions that I had around home birth. So I'm really thankful. Mm. Yeah. Thank you for having me and thank you for being open for, for some, a new conversation. So thanks so much for listening to another episode of the learning to mom podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the learning to mom newsletter. You'll be hit with an email every Monday morning that is chocked full of concise, relevant information that you can't find on this podcast or on the Instagram page. Each week, I share an important question to ask your provider and why their answer is important, along with a ton of other stuff, but I don't want to spoil it for you. Go check it out and sign up by going to the show notes below.